This episode of Hacker Public Radio is brought to you by the word hacker and the letters H, P and R. Hi, my name is Gordon Sinclair and my handle on IRC is Thistleweb. This episode of Hacker Public Radio is aimed at asking a question uh, of the free and open source uh, community at large. Just to start thinking about issues like um, like this. The, the question is, is, is it holding us back to keep referring to ourselves uh, in terms that the mass media have already redefined in, in negative terms? The, the one that obviously springs to mind is the one that, that inspired this, this episode, is the word hacker. Now, we know what a hacker is, but if you do a, a, a word association with the, the mainstream public, they have a different perception. They get their perception from TV shows, from movies, from current affairs programmes, from documentaries, from news, uh, news stories. Now, invariably, when they... Um, when they see stories involving hackers, the hacker is always the bad guy. The hacker's the criminal. The hacker's the one who is um, is causing harm. They are the ones who invariably are linked with uh, all sorts of other international crimes uh, like drug trafficking, people trafficking, gun running. You know, counterfeit goods, um, credit card uh, selling, you know, credit card numbers, um, funding of terrorism, you know, all this type of stuff is all lumped into one one big thing. And hackers, hacking is only one part of that. Um, the people have been conditioned, computer users have been conditioned over the years that you can't run your Windows system without... Um, protection programs like uh, antivirus, anti-spyware, firewalls, um, all these these different things to try and keep your your stuff away from the quote hackers unquote. That hackers are going to write all these programs to try and get ways onto your computer to steal your data. And so people think of hackers as in negative terms. And here we are now, it's 2009. Linux is already, uh, for people who use it, people who listen to this feed, um, we know that Linux has been ready for a long time. Um, Maybe two or three years, the desktop, the Linux desktop, has been been really ready for the big time. Um, The server's a lot longer than that. Uh, we know that, that we are a serious, credible alternative to Microsoft in so many ways. Uh, we know that governments can save a fortune in taxes by switching to Linux. Now, in fairness, um, the money they would save then would probably get get squandered in some other way. Um, but at least the money wouldn't go into Microsoft license fees. Um, we know that schools could save a fortune by switching to Linux. 
um, again, whether they would squander that saving in other ways, well, that's another issue. Um, Linux is a serious, credible alternative. Um, the juggernaut known as Ubuntu is making all sorts of headlines, and it'll continue to make even more headlines. And by headlines, I mean it's bursting through into the mainstream media, not just confined to the IT media. So, the more that that happens, the more that companies and governments and schools and uh, and all these organisations are being the pressures on them to get more bang for the buck, to save money, to cut costs. One of these ways that they can cut them is by looking at switching over to a, a Linux solution instead of Microsoft. Now, on one hand, they've got uh, all these various reports that are coming to them in the mainstream media um, about companies saving money by switching to, to CentOS for their servers or um, you know, switching to to sled desktops instead of, of Vista. And they're looking at that thinking, right, well, what is this Linux thing? Because it's it's getting more and more um it's getting more and more press, it's getting more and more um attention. So I'm gonna look into this. And when they look into it, they're obviously gonna look online and what they're gonna come across there's a lot of people talking in terms like hacker. You know, if they, they they go on to look at articles and blog posts and forums and or download a, a few ep, a few random episodes of podcasts, you have people on there in comments and things like that referring to themselves as hackers and um, oh yeah, I got started off on such and such a program. Uh, product, I was a Debian hacker years ago, and, um, and blah blah blah. Now, we know that there's, we know that the, the definition of a hacker is different from what they're thinking, but they've been conditioned by the mainstream media to think that hacker is negative. Then they see that this Linux um, is free of cost, um, mostly it's free of cost, uh, unless you, you start looking at the the two main vendors uh, being, well, I suppose you could call Sun, uh, you could put Sun in that as well with their Solaris, uh, but the two main vendors, obviously, that spring to mind are Red Hat and Novell. Now, to my knowledge, the, the licenses, the money you pay them is for the support rather than the actual product. Um, but these are corporations behind them. Um, the corporations have some corporate focus. They have, uh, they have, as as the saying goes, they have somebody to sue if something goes wrong. Every other Linux outside of that appears to be a website controlled by no one. It's a it's a small community, relatively small community of people with email addresses um, who work part-time on things, there's no suable centre entity behind it. There's no corporate um, thing behind it. And then they look into that and say, and say, well look, there's a lot of hackers that work on these programs. 
why is it free? Is it that much of a, a stretch to think that the reason it's free is because they want to get the, the hackers want you to run these Linux distributions so that they can then, they've, they've got a backdoor onto your machine? We know that's not true. But it's not that much of a stretch when you're using the term hacker and they've been conditioned to think that hacker is negative. Now especially when you when you add that to um, in the, the bigger organisations and the governments and schools and whatever, when Microsoft hear that some some company has the audacity to decide for themselves what computers they're going to use and they decide that Microsoft's too expensive and that they're looking for an alternative, as per usual, they'll swoop in with the suits and tell these companies, tell these the, the people who are making the decision anything they need to, to get them to stay with Microsoft. We know that the, 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 the truth and reality just does not enter into this. It's a reality-free zone when Microsoft get involved at that level. We know that. So we are essentially playing into their hands. When Microsoft used the, the, the FUD angle of, oh, these Linux guys, they're all, you can't trust them. They're all, they're all thieves. They're stealing our software, you know, they're stealing our property. Um, and they're not paying for it. And if you use them, then you could be getting sued as well. There's no entity behind them. There's, there's no, um, no central office that you can, brick and mortar office that you can go down and phone or, you know, and what legal what legal jurisdiction do they come into? I mean, for example, Debian is listed on DistroWatch as worldwide. If something goes wrong with a Debian system and you need to sue them, what jurisdiction do they come under? Well, first thing to, to point out there is Linux is, for them, I don't know about Red Hat or, or SLED, um, but every Linux that I've used, that I've installed, comes with a, a, a disclaimer at the start that says, look, by installing this software, there's no warranty. It's a community-supported thing. There is no warranty. If something goes wrong, it's your problem, you know? We know that, that Linux is very well programmed uh, and that the community support is generally very good, especially with the mainstream distributions that that's not going to be an issue. But these are all things that play into Microsoft's FUD when they are uh, when we are trying to appeal to a, a very conservative mindset because corporations, schools, governments, they are very conservative by nature. They, When they put plans in place, when they're discussing something, some new direction to take, the outcome won't happen for another year, year and a half, maybe even two years. So they need to know stability. They need to try and be able to predict what the situation is going to be in a couple of years. They are conservative by mindset. The last thing they want is something that has no central entity, um, has been put together by people who are self-confessed hackers, who Microsoft have told them are stealing their, their software, who the, the mass media tell them, well, hackers are invariably involved in stolen goods and, you know, credit card uh, sales and 
funding of terrorism and people trafficking and all that is is it so much of a stretch for them to assume or for Microsoft to plant in their their minds that well these guys are illegal Linux is illegal the only legal choice you've got is staying with Microsoft just sign the contract you know and and we'll put all these new Vista machines in you know you won't have a you won't have a budget to educate your kids but at least you'll have Vista on all your machines which is all we care about you know so it's not that that much of a stretch for them to be able to plant in the minds that if these hackers are making this software and distributing it free, what's the cost? The cost may be that there's backdoors, that it's A, it's stolen software, B, that it's got lots of backdoors into it that allow these hackers to then uh, steal your data. Is that more of a risk? than some corporate entity where you can just pay for your uh, your corporate license for your antivirus and your cro- corporate license for your firewall software and you know have some uh, some Windows code monkey uh, employed to make sure that it's locked down as much as possible and at least you've got a you've got a FTSE 100 name to sue or to be held accountable if all goes if all goes to pot so. We know that that's not. We know that that's all fun. We know that we are a serious, credible alternative to Microsoft. We know that the vast majority of uh, solutions for people are going to be better with Linux than they are with Windows. There are some exceptions, obviously. Um, we know that we are there. We know that. But the point is, the mass media have already got. A negative impression of of hacker, so a bit long-winded. So I, I do apologise. I'm still getting used to this. I do these in one take, uh, and sometimes I feel I'm rambling a little bit. I, I'm sorry for that. Um, so the long and short of it is, um, should we be starting to think of redefining that and? or not redefining it, but giving up on terms that have already been redefined. It's no good as keeping going on about uh, about uh, the term hacker uh, and, and insisting that everyone else has the wrong definition of the word hacker. It's not going to do any good at all. Um, so is it worth us um, gradually just dropping these terms and stop using these terms now that Linux is more mainstream, uh, we are not the, the, the little plucky outsider now. We were initially, um, where it was just for geeks, but we're not now. And Microsoft have for a long time used the argument that oh, Linux is just for geeks, where oh, you have to use the command line. They don't even have a GUI yet. Well, we know that's that's not true, uh, but a lot of people that have never even used Linux have fallen for that or they've used Linux eight years ago, nine years ago, and it, it was pretty much what Microsoft said it was. Um, we know it's not true, but you know that's the perception people have. So as we are trying to appeal to the more... we Linux is ready. Um, for the most part, it's ready. Um, it's mainstream, or it's... it's 
potentially mainstream, it's going to get even more more mainstream. Is it worth um, us starting to look ahead from that uh, and starting to look a little bit more uh, professional uh, just by the choice of words that we use? Um, hacker is the obvious one, but there's there's bound to be more as well uh, that people can think of. So anyway, um, this has went on a bit longer than I than I had planned. Um, so I'm going to call a call it an end at that, uh, and I hope to hear um, hope to hear this spark off some some discussions in, in forums and, and blogs and, and articles and IRC and other podcasts and whatever to get people talking uh, to hear different different views uh, on this. So anyway, um, I have been, and I will be, and I continue to be, uh, Gordon Sinclair. Uh, My IRC handle is Thistleweb, and if you want to contact me via email, uh, it's thistle.webcast at googlemail.com. And until next time, uh, goodbye. Thank you for listening to Hacker Public Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net. So head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.